Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your new favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. It's me, Sarah, here with Shelby. Hello. And Jennifer. Hey. And welcome to the show. Shelby's going to tell us a really cool story today, you guys. I do fully intend to tell you a really cool story today, guys. I'm super excited. But to start off with, I do have a question for the two of you. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll answer it myself. Why not? Of course you will. Have have you ever had a moment or an experience where you really should have seen the signs before something happened to you? Or happened in general? Hmm. Yeah. I think so. I mean, okay, here's the deal. (laughs) oh man here's the deal so as we all know well you guys may not know this but you two know this i have a type yeah Mm -hmm. you do this type is dark hair generally kind of like skinny squirrely adorable dainty dainty musiciany type weird boys emo boys i don't know you i don't it's just they're Ew. fucking precious and i love them so much where do you even find one of those now <laughs> do, you do look you... at software engineers and you find out oh, that's what it... they used to be back in the day do you just comb old zanga pages and see what they look like today or... yep. okay 100 percent. that's gotcha. what i do uh well luckily i locked one down like when he was still wearing vans so it's fine proud of you okay so anyway My one kind of thinking outside of the box situation happened when I was not living in Springfield. And I met him while I worked at the state capitol, and he was fucking precious. Unfortunately, he was not my type at all. He was taller-ish, tan, blue eyes, blonde hair. I know, fucking weird. That's crazy. Right? Wore a suit and tie almost every day. Yeah, yeah. He was super articulate, very confident, pretty schmoozy, pretty sure he's a lobbyist now, but I thought he was the cast meow. Well, let me tell you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so we hung out and like living in Missouri, there's a very thin line between Democrat and Republican. I'm not going to get into what the huge differences are, but while he was definitely on one side and I was on the other, I thought maybe like we could meet in the middle and things would be fine. Because you got to be open-minded Right, it's a here. political Romeo and Juliet story. <laughs> exactly. But we were hanging out, and I was like, okay, this guy's not terrible. We'd hang out at work occasionally. We'd go to lunch occasionally. And, like, the first time we hung out, I went to his house where he was living with a bunch of his other, like, as it turns out, fucking bros. And it was horrible. There was, like, beer everywhere. And bring some of my lady friends who were also of the same, like, political inclination as myself. And they're like, this is horrible. I don't want to be here. These these are not the type of men to respect women, Shelby. And it wasn't cool. So we're hanging out. Evening goes on. I'm still, like, flirting with this guy. And he's getting, like, broier and broier as the time goes on. And then he switches on his collection of porn that he occasionally... Wait, what? <laughs> yes, on the who front room TV. That? On the front room TV that he watches with his, like, three roommates occasionally. And I'm just like, 
Huh. Did so, he just want to start an orgy right there I or don't something? No. So, so there were other people in the room at the time. Yeah. It was like me, two of my, at least one other of, of my female friends. I don't remember if the other one was still there because she might have been like, peace the fuck out. I'm done with this noise. I mean, but, like, and then his two other roommates. I've, I've had like. An orgy? Easy. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've. For a little while, I was I was living with a uh, a roommate, female roommate, mm-hmm. and we weren't romantically involved at all. But we had like porno Thursdays. This what? But no, and it wasn't. You like, watch porn together? It, and it wasn't good porn. Sometimes it was in a like, large group, it was really weird. I remember we watched like the Pirates of the Caribbean porn. Fuck which yes, is like, that one's great. I know it's great. It's oh, it's the, so funny. Like she even bought she went out and bought it. It was like fifty bucks, and I was like, yeah. whatever you want to do, man. But I'm very curious about this. It's good. I mean, and we did that too, like in college. Like right. you get a group of like. Mostly girls and maybe a front do a couple of your dude friends and watch some like Tyler Durden porn or you know what I mean like right. that kind of thing that's just like raunchy enough that it's ridiculous. But right. this was like this was not like fun. Let's make fun of it porn. This was just fully like porn. This is just full on boning. And I was like, this is not yeah. a, oh, this is not cool. Like, and he's like <laughs> trying to like continue having conversations with me like while we're doing this and like obviously like putting moves on and you're like, nope negative not not my jam not happening so stopped hanging out with that guy should have seen the signs sometime in our platonic relationship we need to watch alice in wonderland and x-rated musical fantasy yes please <laughs> it's actually like downloaded on that hard drive right there what like, what okay yeah, let's dude. do this i'm excited you want to skip this episode uh, no i need to go home to my kid okay we can just do this then okay I just can't take you guys seriously. G- I, just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't watch porn with anybody else. That's right. weird. You and Alex don't watch porn no. together? Well, like, really? No one could see her, but no. Jennifer has this look on her face like, fuck, are they going to start watching porn right now? <laughs> I know. I was like so like, uh, I don't want this to happen. <sighs> I'm sorry, Jennifer. Well, Do you have a story for us? That turned into something weird, but oh, like usual. Okay, whatever. I think it's a little weird. <laughs> anyway, so mine would be... In high school, I was dating this guy that we'd, we'd, we'd been friends for a while, and it kind of just grew into, like, being in a relationship, I guess. And at the time, or at least later on in the relationship, I noticed some things where he would be, like, extra religious. And I was never really that religious growing up, ever, but he started hanging out with, like, Pentecostal kids. Are those the and ones he, that, like, dance with snakes or some shit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, talking tongues, like, very conservative things like that so he would start going to that church a lot so he would say things about like gay people and how that's not okay and like he would be have hardcore thoughts and would say it to me and i was just like that's not cool like no you don't say those things Mm -hmm. like be a better person basically he was a fucking bigot yeah yeah essentially but just be a bigot in private with some fucking respect yeah and we would get into fights all the time about it too and then he was he would be a little bit judgmental with race as well not as bad as the gay thing but he would i mean it's southeast missouri too so it like it happened like you you heard people do that all the time because they're ignorant and you know Shitty. they just don't then they were kind of grew up that way essentially mm-hmm. but we ended up breaking up because i was just like i'm not we keep we keep you know having fights and stuff and i'm not into that like you're we're not the same kind of person mm-hmm. essentially but turns out like a week or i guess it's maybe like two or three weeks ago 
I randomly went on his uh, Facebook because we're actually not friends anymore on Facebook because I deleted him because he kept saying really weird as shit things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like so I randomly do. went on there because we're still Snapchat friends, essentially, which is kind of weird. But yeah, we're not Facebook friends. But he was Fucking post Snapchat. He was man. posting some weird stuff. So I was like, OK, I want to see what he's up to. And the creep I am, you know, I go deep. I go deep <laughs> into this research. So I noticed he's gay. Like it says on his profile that he is only interested in men, not men and women. He's he's in a relationship with a guy. Has been for a year or so, I think. And I go into a bunch of stuff. And the guy is actually also black, which I think is so interesting because he was kind of a little bit racist, mm-hmm. but also so against gay people. That's I just so thought sad. it was so crazy. But I think a lot of people who are so against something, it's there's a reason. Mm-hmm. I think he was like suppressing his feelings maybe back in the day. Well, and for whatever reason, I saw the signs coming, which we've been talking yeah. about. And I'm like, oh, this dude's obviously gay, but how right. does the race thing work in? Did he also become black? <laughs> like, so yes. thank you for tying up the loose ends yeah. of this. Because honestly, I was pretty sure that's what happened. Like, I was thinking there was a, a reverse Michael Jackson situation going on here. <laughs> and he became so. really, really liberal, too, which he was definitely not liberal at the time. He was more conservative, being like Pentecostal and all that stuff. So he was so. trying to, like, pray the gay away. Probably honestly it You're, never works trust it doesn't me. especially when you're laying hands on each other that's also yeah. true yeah okay shelby so Hit I'll, with it. I'll try to keep this one pretty brief because you know obviously i i always tell stories about my romantic life and i need to stop doing that but i know we love we it. love them so much but i should have seen the signs um, <laughs> so i had been dating somebody for about a year at the time uh so long-term relationship in that situation for me mm-hmm. and i it was a whole situation where I was talking to a friend of mine from several years ago that I hadn't spoken to really since I'd been with this person because she was in a relationship and we just didn't, we kind of lost touch. Yeah. And, uh, so she called me and I went outside to take the call and was chatting with her or whatever. And this person I was dating came out and was just losing her shit at me for even like speaking to this person who lives States away, by the way, what? like ridiculously hard to have sex with from that distance. <laughs> Unless it's phone sex. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Mm. Not the same thing. I, I it's can really gro- not. I can grope myself without somebody on the other end of the line. Thank you. Valid. But okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you about me, Sarah. If you don't, no, don't want to learn more about me, that's I love, up to you. Shelby, I love you and I love learning about you. Continue on about groping yourself. Well, that wasn't actually the point of the story. So she comes out and she is just losing her mind on me about talking to this person. And I finally just tell the person on the other line, I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to call you back. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. hang up. And we ended up like getting into a getting into a real white trashy fight like in her driveway. Nice. And this was in my hometown, mind you. So Oh. They're used to it there. Uh, well, yeah, but we usually weren't the neighbors that were screaming at each other at midnight. Oh. You know. We we were the good neighbors who didn't scream at each other at midnight. <laughs> the one set of good neighbors. Yeah. yeah. So at a certain point I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gone. I'm I'm done with this shit. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So I get in the car, start the car. She stands behind my car, so I can't leave. So I get out of the car, take the keys out, throw them, in, I throw them in the seat. I really don't know why I did that, but I just went, fucking fine, I'll walk. So I start walking, and then I hear a car coming behind me, and it's my car. Oh, Jesus. And oh. then she tries to run me the fuck over. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What? Great acoustics in this room. That was a cool <laughs> harmony. Yeah, Loved literally, it. literally tried to mow me down. I had to jump into somebody's yard to get out of the way of my own vehicle from running me over. What? 
old. Uh, you should then, stop like being around psychos. I feel like, or keep doing it. Your girlfriend right now is way too cool and stable. Like, no, I'm quite <laughs> yeah. aware. I've actually like I I can tell like you know that that thing that you have when you've been like moderately abused in a relationship or whatever where uh-huh. you apologize for everything i do that to her constantly <laughs> and i'm like honestly i'm really sorry about how sorry i am all the time because i can't <laughs> control this because i'm always just worried you're gonna fucking stab me <laughs> and, I and then like i've she, told her stories like this take you like yeah, probably so yeah she's, she's a bad bitch yeah she wouldn't her. even need a weapon or whatever nope. but no that's that's the thing like i've been in this situation a few times i'm not proud of it but this is kind of how my life worked for a little while buddy and then while i'm laying in this person's yard just like oh cool still alive yeah so she backs up and she backs up really slowly so i'm not as scared anymore Mm -hmm. then she like gets out of the car crying and i comforted her what (laughs) no shelby yeah no you're too much of a gentleman i would not do that very well fucking aware (laughs) we're still friends to this fucking day what oh yeah oh yeah Wait, did you say that she actually hit you with the car? No, I jumped out of the way. She tried to hit me with the car. Oh, okay. Like, pretty obviously tried. Did she just have, like, really bad night vision? And maybe she didn't (laughs) see you there? She was trying to drive and find you? Maybe? So who's giving her the benefit of the doubt now, Sarah? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So should have seen the signs. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. It's fine. But I have another story for you about some people that really should have taken heed of the warnings they were given. Uh Uh-oh. Can't so, wait. Da, da, da. So this is a story about Germany. Yay, Germany! Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, never, <laughs> never a great start. Yeah, anything. Florida and Germany can go fuck themselves. Correct. Wow, you are just trying to edge <laughs> out our whole fan base. So this is actually about a, a farmstead that they called Hinterkaifeck, uh, which is basically German for behind Kaifeck, which is the town that it was located near. So it was in the woods outside of uh, a Bavarian town called Groburn, uh, which is about an hour's drive from Munich and a half mile behind uh, Kaifeck. Okay. So it was the home of a 35-year-old woman named Victoria Gabriel and her two children, which were seven-year-old Kazilia and two-year-old Joseph, as well as her elderly parents, Andreas and Kazilia Gruber. So keep in mind, there's two Kazilias in the situation. One is her daughter, one is her mother. Okay. That it gets mm. confusing a little later on, but I'll try to remind you of younger, older Kazelia when we get to that point. What about Kazelia Jr.? I mean, sure. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna forget. <laughs> I'm gonna forget to call her that. I'll, so I'll just say the young one or the old one. I'll, I'll do my damnedest. <laughs> so they they really they kept to themselves. Like this is a farm. They didn't really. They had neighbors, but they weren't really active in the community by any means. So mm-hmm. they. Uh, it, it it wasn't a big deal to people when they, like, maybe didn't show up to stuff for a minute. I mean, like, church or, you know, yeah. school, like, one day of school or something like that. It wasn't that surprising to anybody. But their their previous maid actually left the farmstead six months before the incident because of strange happenings around the house. So that was known in the community. Like, this mm-hmm. maid had gone out and talked to people about this after she left, obviously, because people were like, hey, why'd you... Why'd you move out of the Gruber house? Well, let me tell you. She believed that the house was haunted, and she reported instances of voices and footsteps coming from the attic. So, Andreas at first didn't believe her. This is the older man. Yeah. But he had, like, confided in neighbors about some weird stuff going on around the house as well. So there's really no reason for him not to believe her. He just had a different set of weird shit happen to him, basically. Mm -hmm. And, uh... 
So at one point he found a newspaper in his house that he hadn't bought, which obviously would be a big deal to like go out and get a newspaper from where they were at. Yeah. So where the newspaper come from, who knows? He didn't really think too much of it. But at one point he actually saw a set of footsteps that were discovered leading from the forest to the farmstead in the snow. And no set of footsteps going back. What the fuck? Yeah, not a great sign, obviously. So obviously someone is in the attic. We uh, have an episode about we, this already. I know. It happened. Yeah, there's for sure someone in that attic. The, this this or this particular episode is way less sexy than that one is. Though. God damn it! Oh, dang it! I'm really sorry. There's well, we'll we'll get to the sexy part of it later, I guess. There is a sexy part. I love sexy Ooh. parts. If you're into German incest, there is. Ew! Uh, I'm uh, not. In fact, oh, way well. to bury the lead, Shelby. <laughs> Still gonna tell you. <laughs> so again, the the footsteps were in pristine unmarked snow so it's not like it had snowed and maybe one set got filled up whatever like these footsteps came in one direction to the house and no one no one at the house really understood who they could have belonged to but they just kind of rolled with it Mm -hmm. because why question it uh and then to make matters even stranger one of the family's two keys that actually belonged to well i think the house and also the tool shed had also disappeared which people lose keys all the time, so be it. But yeah, well, but I mean, now we lose keys all the time because we can get them easily replaced. Back in the day, it'd be a bitch to get them replaced, right? I would assume so. But at the same time, just keep this key thing in mind. This is going to come up in a minute. Okay. Hmm. So, though I haven't told you yet, uh, these people all got murdered, all of them. Uh, right. Not, Color me surprised, Germany. Right. It's it's hard it's hard <laughs> not to say that before jumping into the rest of the story because the rest of this story is about German murder. God damn it! And um, incest. We'll get there. <laughs> sorry. Be, I know you're really excited. I just please get be really patient. Excited about German incest. Just be patient, please. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So March 31st, 1922, is when they when they claim that the murders actually took place. So the neighbors got kind of worried around April 1st. So obviously the next day. When Kazelia, the younger one, missed school, and the whole family had missed church, I, I would assume the day before, because I would think school is on a Monday, right? right? So the whole family had missed church on the 31st, the day that they were all murdered, and that was, like, Victoria, the, the mother in the situation, was actually a member of the choir there, so it was really strange for her to miss it, but again, mm-hmm. the family was kind of private, so they didn't really think too much of that. So then, Kazelia ended up missing school again on April 3rd. So maybe that's the Monday, I guess. So maybe April 1st was a Friday, and then April 3rd was the Monday. No, that doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe they're Germ- German. They probably go to church more often than normal people. Ger- German calendars don't make any damn yeah, sense. Yeah, it's fine. It's different than normal ones. So at that point, like mail for the family had started to, pile, started to pile up at the post office. So they were all, there was some concern at that point. So on April 4th, the neighbors decided to take a look. And the first of the neighbors to go check this out, his name was Lauren Schittenbauer. 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 Oh, I'm sorry, Schlittenbauer. Oh. Even, there's an L in there, my bad. I wish uh, it was Schittenbauer, though. I'll call him Schittenbauer. Okay, good. Mr. Schittenbauer, please. But he was a farmer who lived, like, really close. Like, way uh-huh. too close to this house to not know check something. it out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he actually led the search party. And so whenever they found all of the corpses uh, in the barn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't giggle over all of the corpses. There's a literal pile of corpses in this barn. God damn it. So uh, whenever they got to the barn, the search party found the brutally battered bodies covered with hay, 
And then inside the house, they found the bodies of two-year-old Joseph and the new maid, uh, Maria Maria Baumgartner. It was her first day on the job. Oh, what the fuck? Right. That was was a shitty day. No, shitty first day. So, in the reports from the autopsies that they did, court physician Dr. Johann Baptist Amiller, sure, we'll go with that, gave us a really awful idea of how these injuries went down as far as how it was it was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the elder Kazilia, the older woman, uh, yeah. showed signs of strangulation and seven blows to the head, which left her with a cracked skull. And then her husband, Andreas, uh, his face was just completely caked with blood and his cheekbones were basically poking out of shredded flesh. Ooh. So he got whacked pretty hard. Fuck. Uh, Victoria's skull was smashed in. Her head showed nine star-shaped wounds. And then the right side of her face had been hit with a blunt object. The star-shaped thing, I'm a little unclear on, but they do. Uh-huh. They bring out a murder weapon here in a little bit that might make sense. I wanted to go with cookie cutters, but I don't, <laughs> yeah. that never came up in the investigation. Mm. Um, it's a really big Phillips head screwdriver. Well, and this other thing, I mean, so the younger Cazilia's lower jaw was shattered, and her face and neck were covered in what they describe as gaping circular wounds. And she's seven? She was seven. So, again, the gaping circular wounds, I think, was just the other cookie cutter, I want to believe. <laughs> so you've got the stars, we got the, the circles. Is this not funny to you at all? This is like this, they're a two-year-old still. She's seven. No, isn't there a little boy, too? The two-year-old, I'm getting to the two-year-old. God. Um, oh, God. I'm sorry. Please keep in mind that I have a two-year-old at home. Shelby. She's not German or a boy. <laughs> she's super German. And well, okay. She's not in Germany, but, though. She's not in Germany. The word is uber, by the way. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> she's uber das German. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> so, in, investigators, whenever they were looking at the barn, basically determined that the killer would have had to have lured the victims to the barn one at a time to attack them. Because mm. there were four people out there. I mean, yeah. there's really no way that... Three adults. Right, three adults and even a scrappy seven-year-old. You'd think somebody could have done something about this, but... One yeah. at what, a time? One like, a time. no one heard the screams and was like... Uh, that's why he hit the jaws first. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, and and again, the corpses were like basically stacked on top of one another and covered in hay. So probably what he did was he killed somebody, he laid them on the ground, threw hay over them, killed somebody else, threw them on top of the other person, covered them with hay, so they wouldn't see this as they walked into the barn. Yeah. Which would make you think maybe it was somebody that they knew, because they could just... He he. They could yell at somebody and be like, "Hey, come on out here," and they just would. God I mean, how it. how else do you lure somebody to the barn short of hearing a scream or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So you're gonna get sad about this too. So bear with me. The younger Cazelia, we're back to the the little girl, had clumps of her hair in her hands and bald patches all over her hair or all over her head. So that kind of makes them think that she didn't die immediately from her injuries. That it was more of a stress related thing. That she tore out her hair while she was dying, dying. next to her entire family. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For probably several more hours. God damn it, Shelby. You can make a joke anytime. I got no jokes about this. <laughs> this is not. This makes me really sad. If you were reading this, I'd have jokes. Hair raising experience? <laughs> so. No, not so much. That wasn't a good one. Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're fine. <laughs> so let me go inside the farmhouse. So we still have two members of this family. We've got the maid and the two-year-old boy that aren't accounted for yet. So inside the farmhouse, it was little Joseph and then uh, Maria Baumgartner, who were ki- Well, Joseph, at least, I'm sorry. Maria was killed by crosswise blow to her head in her bedchambers. And Joseph, with a heavy blow to his face, in a cot in Victoria's room. 
So these two people were killed in the same house. I would have to assume you'd have to go maid first, then baby second. Yeah, because right. a two-year-old isn't going to be able to do much to stop you. Right. That's the one member of the family that can't defend itself, really, at all. Right. But again, they the bodies were also covered. So Maria's was covered with her sheets, and then Joseph's was covered with one of his mother's dresses. So they've they've covered up all the bodies at this point. Which, I mean, that says you know them and kind of remorseful, right? Or does it mean that you lived there after you killed them? What? God damn it. Shelby! So... You picked up the, like, fucking weirdest shit story? (laughs) Dude, you haven't seen the one I'm working on right now. No! So, here's where it gets really strange. This is honestly why I picked this story, because it is extremely strange the way this all played out. So... The farm animals, at, again, this is on a farm, and the Pomeranian watchdog is the shittiest watchdog ever, apparently. It's not a, no. A Pomeranian is a watchdog? That's what it says here. Fucking I don't know. Fucking fish bait dogs. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so they were completely unharmed. Like, nothing nothing wrong there. And yeah, because the Pomeranian probably took to the killer. Yeah, probably so. Traitor. <laughs> but I would have to assume that he did, because they'd been, like, taken care of and fed in the several days that passed between the murder and... Huh. The the discovery of the bodies. Oh, Jesus. So, basically, like, besides the bodies and the hay and the bed sheets and everything else, like, nothing was disturbed at all. Mm-hmm. Except for the killer clearly remained at the farm for several days, feeding the animals, eating meals, and lighting fires on the hearth. That's important because neighbors were like, oh, no, there was just, there was smoke coming out of the chimney, like, yesterday. The fuck? How could they be dead? Yeah, he lived hmm. there for some time. I mean, about three days, probably. But he still had the bodies just chilling there. That's why he covered them. That's ridiculous. You, you like, know, imagine the smell of the people that were still inside the house that, like, the two-year-old and the maid. It was three days. That's not so bad. I guess, but that's fucking weird. So weird. I know. And, and that's the craziest part about this story is that they just, like, hung out, took care of the farm animals and everything else. No big deal. And then sauntered off when the heat was on, I guess. I really don't know. The Fuck. So, the murder weapon, which we were kind of mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Cookie cutter, right? A cookie cutter, yes. Cool. It, was, it was determined to be what's called a mattock, which is basically a pickaxe tool for digging and chopping things. So, it's it's a gardening tool. Huh. And then, the mattock used in this murder actually belonged to the Groovers from yeah. their tool shed that the key was stolen for. Mmm. I see. So, whoever, whoever took the key was obviously the murderer, too, but they went to the tool shed, got this mattock, and then came back out to... Get the murder on. Get the murder get on. The murder on. <laughs> so, and, and they describe the the way that these people were hit with this thing as expertly delivered blows. So it's somebody who has worked on a farm before. That's that's the the so logic that they're giving. Here. Expertly delivered in the fact that he knows how to use the tool, not necessarily where he needs to hit someone for them to die. Right, but they know how to use a mattock, which okay. I would assume is limited to people who farm. I have no idea. And I'm not a farmer. It's a fucking pickaxe. I don't know. I don't. I never had one in my apartment, so we could get one. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and and again, the autopsy revealed that the younger Cazilia was probably alive for a while after this all Fuck. happened. And like her jaw was broken. Hmm. Oh, Shelby. Yeah, I know. Okay, continue. I'll try and make more jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna find many here. <laughs> I'm the only motherfucker in this room that can make jokes about oh. this shit. So. God damn it. So they actually did the autopsy, I mean, like, right where the bodies were. They the, yeah. the physician came out to the barn to do this autopsy. And they actually removed the heads of Andreas uh, Cazilia and Maria Baumgartner 
to... Kazelia the elder or younger? Kazelia the elder. Okay. So the two kids, and I think Victoria, they didn't take, if I'm remembering this correctly. So the skulls were actually sent first to Munich for further investigation. I mean, the heads, I guess. They weren't yeah. skulls just yet. And then they were actually also sent to clairvoyance in an effort to learn who may have done this. By, like, laying their hands on them? I guess. I don't really... Or maybe you, like, wear them like a mask. I don't know how this I works. I think that... I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. 100%. I'm, right. I'm I'm no clairvoyant, but I've seen Wild Wild West where they take the guy and, like, project the thing through his eyes or whatever. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. I didn't know mm. people actually did that. That's like, not real. Well, no, I know. But, oh, like, okay. went to clairvoyance... Like, that's not scientific, like, literally at all. That's yeah, why it just was... seems, it seems weird. This is also 1922, so. Like, different times or something, but it just seems very weird. And there are some people, I mean, like, there are police departments that still work with clairvoyance, J-Bo. But do they believe it? I think some people genuinely do. And they're, I'm I mean, curious if they're just wanting that as, like, an extra lead. Like, grasping you can Like, you can try to help. We'll, you know, go on this lead if you give us something and maybe we'll find something, but probably not. Well, and there are, like, what, aren't there three different communities in the U.S. that, like, you have to pass certain specific tests for? And then you can live in these communities and you are, like, a registered psychic. Like, you have some sort of psychic abilities. Right. They do have, like, an organization for it anyway. Yeah. It's like a psychics union, more or less. Huh. Yeah. You have to prove that you're actually, that you possess a few of these capabilities anyway. And one's near Sedona and then there's one, like, somewhere on the East Coast and then one's up in Washington, I think. I'm not sure on that honestly so whenever the police questioned the former maid that had left six months before Mm -hmm. about why she thought the property was haunted she came to that conclusion after constantly hearing sounds in the attic and experiencing an unsettling feeling of being watched so it makes you feel like maybe they'd i mean this is six months after the fact that this murder occurred so how long is this person staying there so i hate this (laughs) So if you if you combine that with like the footsteps from the wood, the sound in the attic, the smoking chimney in the days following the crime, that kind of indicates somebody who who lived there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's pretty clear at that point that somebody was just they had, knew their way had around. lived there beforehand and was living there afterwards. Yeah, but wasn't mentioned to neighbors or anything, so it's not like they knew that they were there unless they were harboring somebody or something like that, where you wouldn't want to tell the neighbors. But huh? So. Continue your German incest, because I have a theory. I'm, I'm getting there. Don't mind me. Uh, so police initially thought maybe it was just vagrants or traveling men of ill repute, whatever. But they tossed out that theory after like pretty large sums of money were found inside the house and not touched. Mm-hmm. So suspicions eventually settled on a lot of men, or several men connected to the family, just because of some domestic stuff that had gone on at the farm prior. So Victoria, the... The daughter. Yeah, the daughter slash mother of the two small children. Right. So she was a widow whose husband had died in World War I, and no one really knew who Joseph's dad was, and if they did, they weren't telling. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had also been in a a relationship with Lauren Schlittenbauer that we talked about earlier, the neighbor that checked the place out at first. And they had both publicly referred to Joseph as their child. Okay. But it was kind of because they were planning to get married, but then Andreas, the dad, basically said, no, that's not going to happen. And the relationship ended. What the fuck? If your daughter had a child out of wedlock with a dude. Two. I mean, the other one's during wedlock, I assume. But yeah, yeah, I mean. Why wouldn't you want her to marry the dad of the kid? If. Just you wait. Oh, God. So 
Lorenz eventually married someone else, but he, uh, whenever he and his wife welcomed a baby, it tragically died a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. So there's some speculation about Lorenz semen? being being the suspect. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is his semen just not viable, and that's how we know Joseph? <laughs> Never mind. Continue. It was 1922. We had no way of knowing, really. Okay. So they, they zeroed in on him as a suspect. So they thought that maybe traumatized by the death of his baby and unwilling to pay child support for Joseph, mm-hmm. that he had come to the farm, which was only a few hundred yards from his own. Are farms that close together? That's what I thought. That sounds really close for a farm in Germany in the 1920s. Especially when you don't notice anybody up moving around the fucking farm. Right. Or somebody weird out there like feeding the, feeding yeah. the animals or whatever yeah. the case might be. It's a little iffy. Uh, so they thought that he had murdered Victoria and her family. So that was actually bolstered by the fact that during the initial investigation, like when they went to look at the place the first time, mm-hmm. people thought his behavior was really suspicious. He was really nonchalant about it. And he was like just handling the bodies without really being repulsed by it at all. The fuck? So that made people like, oh, yeah, no, he... He, he for he, sure killed these he's, people. He's already touched these bodies. Like, <laughs> he's totally fine with this. Yeah. And... You know, because of because of that and the fact that he kind of knew his way around the farm, which he was their neighbor and mm-hmm. also was in a relationship with Victoria at one point. Yeah. So that could definitely be a thing. The police questioned him a lot, but they couldn't really conclusively place him at the crime scene. And they thought maybe he was just in shock when he looked at the place the first time, whatever the case might be, which would make sense. And, and the knowledge of the farm, obviously, was already kind of squared away. But then why would he stay there? Why would mm-hmm. he be there lighting fires and and everything else. There's he no has reason... his own farm to go back to. Yeah, like right over there. Yeah. Like not far away at all. So they kind of eliminated him as a suspect at that point. And then they started thinking maybe Victoria's husband, uh, Carl Gabriel, was a suspect. Isn't he uh, dead? Yeah, that's why I don't really understand why they thought that. Like it was so, a murder-suicide or something? Well, they thought that maybe he came back from the war and saw that she had a kid, like another kid, that mm-hmm. obviously uh, wasn't his. Yeah. Like maybe he didn't actually die in the war or whatever was their thinking, and then saw that she had a kid out of wedlock that obviously wasn't his child, and then just lost a shit. Huh. Uh, so also, if it was this neighbor guy that just lost his kid, why wouldn't he just take Joseph as his kid then, if he's like so torn up about his baby? I'm not really clear on that either. Hmm. Okay. But so the, the theory about Carl Gabriel didn't really last very long because they discovered that he was he was reported dead in France a decade before and like could find eyewitnesses that were like, oh, no, saw him, get, saw him get his face blown off. Like yeah. he, he wasn't the guy. <laughs> yeah. Which would be terrifying if he was because then, you know, no Faceless face. murderer. Right, exactly. So then another theory was that Joseph's actually the child of Victoria and Andreas. German incest. Ew. Yeah. And that one of them had killed the entire family before killing themselves, which I would imagine with a pickaxe is kind of tough. How the fuck would that even... So, it it was pretty widely known that he was was kind of into, like, incest and abuse, Mm -hmm. because he had other kids at one point, and he just didn't have those kids anymore. Oh. The fuck? Yeah, they don't really get into, like, where those kids might be, but they're, they're dead. I mean, like, he abused them to death. Oh, hmm. God damn it. So, again, the neighboring town was, like, really aware of this. Uh, and, and also the fact that he had other children with Kazilia besides Victoria, but she was the only one that actually lived through it. And apparently, there, there's a lot of speculation about the whole incest thing, and it's like, oh, no, there's no way it's possible. Okay, so then, like, three sources say 
that this is reinforced by a conviction of incest against those two in 1915, where Victoria served a month in jail and Andreas was put behind bars for a year. Why would she be put in jail when her father is abusing her? Uh, it was a different time for women, Sarah. <laughs> I, I assume if incest is frowned upon and there were two people in the room at the time. Hmm. At least he got a year and she got a month. That's better I guess than that's usual. that's true. So what if... You want to hear my theory? I would love to hear your theory. Okay, so he, Andreas, the douchey dad, bangs his daughter, and she has a kid, and it's, like, weird and deformed because it's her brother baby, and so they stash (laughs) it in the attic, and then enraged because old daddy dearest is getting ready to try and molest this seven-year-old, baby daddy, baby brother, comes down and kills them all. Because he can't control what he's doing because he's crazy and incesty. I'm curious at what point they would have had to have that kid for it to be able to, like, actually hold and use a Matic, though. I would say, I mean, how old was Victoria? Do you remember? Uh, I think she was, like, 32, something like that. I mean, you can have a kid at, like, 13. So. Right. Like, if it's a burly, incestually bred strong german boy i think it probably like 11 12 i don't know what a matic is though honestly i mean also i mean just imagine like a big pickaxe is yeah. what i'm seeing this to be but imagine that that was the case so why come from the woods back to the house the one set of footprints and also why do you need a newspaper because you can't read yeah, you've been locked in an attic read. for 10 years or damn whatever. it well that 13 years how to long? poke holes in that shelby i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm sorry your incest baby thing didn't work out, hmm. but... I'll I'll think about it some more. Keep, keep thinking. There will probably be more theories, because okay. that's about the end of the theories on this whole thing, for the most part. But basically, the, they, the last one was that they thought that it was a murder-suicide, which, again, how do you swing a pickaxe at your own face, like, yeah. eight, eight or nine times? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Did they find the pickaxe? Yeah, it was still there. Maybe he fell on it like a samurai sword. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was like, so torn up that, like, his cheekbones were sticking out of, like, his skin. Well, and, like, so I could see her raging out and killing her dad and then her, I mean, somehow killing herself. But why would you, maybe her mom, because she let it happen, but why would she kill her own kids in the maid? Well, same reason that lady in Texas drowned all her kids in the bathtub, And I then guess. how I would mean... she stack her own body? <laughs> I don't know the order of the bodies. So I'm just I'm not saying. Really... <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to lay here and throw hay on myself. The, yeah. the top one there, that's your killer. That's the... <laughs> that's the one that did it. Right, which I think was the seven-year-old. So. God damn it. Yep. So little... And they didn't have any enemies or anything? Like, no one knew anybody? That... I mean, short of the people that weren't a big fan of German incest, I guess. But yeah. that's like the one thing the other town was talking about all the time. It's like, hey, you know he bangs his daughter, right? Well, and how soon after World War One was this? This is 1922, so it would have been, I mean, like, ten years. I just think about, like, everybody that came back from the war that was just, like, PTSD and everything like that. Like, this guy kind of traveling around, skulking about, and then maybe losing it and killing these people? Oh, they they definitely thought vagrants for a while. Yeah. I mean, that was, the, that was their first thought, really. But then they got Lorenz involved and thought, <sighs> well, this guy's literally right over there. It would have been really easy to do. Yeah. And then they thought maybe her husband had come back from war, but it was like, well, no, he's been dead for a decade or whatever. Yeah. So, no, that doesn't make any sense. Hold on. She's just a seven-year-old. Sorry, I just started doing math on this. <laughs> it was all incest. Whatever. Last all I... the children were incest. Yeah, could very well be. Oh, Jesus, tits. So the only thing that they were really certain about is that they were committed by somebody who knew their way around a farm, because the upkeep on the farm, obviously, is not something you just luck into. Yeah. 
and the fact that they could use the Matic as well as they had. Because mm-hmm. they're, if I had to assume, they're probably really fucking heavy. Yeah. Because they have a name like a Matic instead of like a pickaxe, which doesn't sound as badass for some reason. Hmm. And then the brutality of the murders made them, it made it pretty clear that it was committed by somebody that had a personal vendetta against these people. It wasn't, probably wasn't a random occurrence. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But they really didn't come up with any answers. So they ended up closing the case. Now, oh, go ahead. Why kill the t- why kill the kids? Why kill the baby? At least it's not like he's gonna tell anybody. Maybe he would though. I mean, a two year old can talk, can say, you know, can describe a person. I would assume, you right? Know? Like if they walked into the room and they yeah. were just like, "Joseph, what's up?" and he goes, "Loren Schlittenbauer," <laughs> which I would assume would be really hard to say at two years old. But he's also German. He's used yeah, to this shit. Exactly. Um, she knows that Jabo is mom's friend from work. Eliza does. That's true. <laughs> there you go. Justin's daughter recognizes my car. There so, you go. So I can't kill them. God damn yeah. it. If I kill Justin Sam, I gotta kill Grace too. So. <laughs> oh my god. That's super fucking dark. <laughs> Welcome to Queen City Creek. But you laugh for like the first time this whole episode. So. <laughs> so anyway, they ended up closing the case, but it didn't really remain closed. It's been opened several times in the last 95 years. 90, however many. 90, 90 some odd. 96 now, I guess. This article has been a year old. So... The the clairvoyants have been given a chance at it again. And there's actually a book called Hinterkaifeck. Oh boy. Spurren imis mysteriosum verbrechens. Verbrechens. And Peter Loeschner, which is the, the author of that one, talks about how the bodies of the family and the maid were beheaded not long after that whole thing, mm-hmm. the original autopsies. So after they were examined, so after that, they ended up losing those in World War II. Of course. They just don't have any more, but all the body the bodies that were decapitated were buried without their heads. Yeah. So that's how they still are. And they actually in nineteen twenty three, a year after all this, they demolished the farm. Just You'd almost have didn't to. want to deal with that anymore. And mm. the family is still buried without their heads, at least, in a plot in Weidhofen. And uh so they really only have like the initial evidence off of this to go off of because now yeah. they have no skulls anymore and there's no farm. So all that's really left is, like, these super cold case files from whatever they gathered at the time. Jesus. So they kind of gave up for a little bit. But then in 2007, the Furstenfeldbruck Police Academy took that on as a cold case. Like, they, it was kind of like a, you know, it was a school thing. They wanted to see what would happen or whatever. Yeah. And they had some pretty... The, the forensic techniques back then were garbage, obviously. Mm-hmm, the really yeah. basic forensics, forensics weren't going to do a whole lot of good in the original investigation. But they they tried it with modern forensics, you know, testing blood and whatever else they could get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And they were unable to conclusively identify the murderer, but they weren't unable to identify the murderer. So What the fuck does that mean, yeah, Shelby? Yeah, what does that mean? They, Shiesty as shit. So they... <laughs> <laughs> Schlittenbauer. Uh, Schittenbauer, actually. Schittenbauer. <laughs> so they they could conclusively roll, rule out everybody that was at one time a suspect, except for one. Schlittenbauer? Do we, do we have guesses? Schittenbauer? The seven-year-old. Man, you're good at this. <laughs> was it the seven-year-old? Yeah, no, here's the thing. They won't tell us. What the fuck? Uh, the person was already dead whenever they came to this conclusion. And so out of respect for the surviving family members of the people that were la- related to the crime, they just won't tell anyone. So it was Schittenbauer. Uh, I don't know. 
But I mean, what I, if it was the seven-year-old, y'all? Well, well then saying, they were definitely dead. Well, yeah. But because I, the seven-year-old didn't, like, it had trauma, I guess, but didn't die from, like, it was just stress-related, right? Like, died of wounds, but... I right? mean, no, it, it, they were pretty grievously wounded. They were also just really stressed out about their broken jaw and their grievous wounds. They sat there and pulled their hair out for a little while. Huh. But also the seven-year-old doesn't have family that could be affected by that. So we're looking at probably not a murder-suicide because the whole family died at the same time. Yeah. So who? what family are you protecting by not telling anybody this? Unless it was one of the kids that everybody thought he molested to death, turns out didn't, came back and killed the whole family fucking family, and then started their own family. <laughs> And I, everyone thought they were dead in the end. I, I gotta be honest, I love where your head's at, because I thought, I thought the same <laughs> thing at one point, and I was like, that's fucking nuts. There's no way. But this like, is no, why I, we're best friends, <laughs> right. Shelby. I wasn't even going to bring it up, so that sounds fucking nuts, but I'm really glad you said something. So, it somehow sounds less crazy when I say it, obviously. Well, that's good, at least. I mean, it sounds far-fetched, but it, it, it has some merit. <laughs> right. So, again, the, the this secret is... Is dead. There, there's no. I mean, there's no guarantee they're ever going to release this. I yeah. don't know when it would That's ever be. So lame. I know. Like, I got really excited at the end of this, and I'm like, I, I got excited knowing that there was no ending to the story, and I saw there was no ending. And I'm again crushed, the same way I have been every time I've read this. And the person's dead now. The person that committed the murder, that they are reasonably certain, beyond much doubt, committed murder, is dead. Yes. Hmm. But it's it doesn't, unfortunate. doesn't tell you how long ago they died or anything. But. So did Schlittenbauer have any other kids? No, he, he just had the one that, well, I don't know about after, but hmm. prior to this, he had the one that died. That was, I mean, it died in infancy. It was really young. Yeah. So, so again, we're over 100 years later. There's been dozens of people that were arrested as suspects in this, but no one has ever been found guilty on this. The fuck? Yep. I hate stories like that. You we, are welcome. You get a lot of those, though. We tell you a lot of those stories. I know. I just want to know who did it. The world is not a perfect place, J-Bo. Uh, there's no... Sad. And even if they told us who they think did it, like, there's, they will never be tried. They'll never be convicted. Like, right. you can't say anything for sure. And again, yeah. it basically just says whenever it comes to, like, whatever DNA they tested, that they could not conclusively rule out one person out of the list of suspects that they've had over the course of the past hundred years. Everyone else they could use forensic DNA to rule out ever having been involved in this at all. But one person they just couldn't rule out. Right. So by product of, process of elimination, yeah, that's them. But who really knows? If so it, If it was just vagrants or something, you're not going to have DNA yeah, to go against exactly. or anything. It's interesting to me that... Uh, never mind. Cut this part <laughs> out. I want to hear it, though. If I was just going to say, like, here's the thing. Is that the Golden State Killer was still alive. His family's for sure going to be affected. Oh, yeah. And we found him through DNA evidence after a bajillion years. But he's still alive and can be put on trial. Exactly. But, like, and I guess, like, his victims are still, a a lot of them are still alive. And their families want, like, justice and everything. So I guess that's different. But, I mean, for this town, Mm -hmm. they had this horrible massacre happen. Like, an entire family that was part of their community was, like, wiped out. Granted, he was a shitbag, probably. Right. They are part of their community, but they wanted really nothing to do with them, and they didn't want anything to do with the town around them either. I guess that's true. But, I mean, it just... I would find that so irksome as someone who lives there. Like, there's a killer among us! Well, and and that's the other thing, too, is that you now had some... 
it is a public safety concern if they're still alive. That's true. If yeah. they're not still alive, you arrest them and you get them off the street. But you, honestly, you're almost doing more harm than good telling somebody that's been living next to this guy for 30 years. Hey, by the way, you remember those really brutal murders in the 20s? That was the guy. That was their grandpa. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's your grandpa or your dad or whoever. I mean, I can see why they didn't want to tell him yeah. who this was. But at the same time, especially when they can't conclusively say, yeah, this is definitely the guy. Because otherwise, you're just smearing a guy who may still be innocent. Well, then how do we feel, like, in regards to, say, because a Zodiac killer, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're saying, hey, what if we can get Zodiac killer the same way we got Golden State killer? What if he's not alive? Do we find out? Do we get I, to find out who he is? These are also ethical, ethical rules in Germany. I know, but I, I think, it, just, I think it America, opens a whole nother... I think America would be shouting the, the Zodiac Killer's name from the rooftops if it came out. Yeah. I think so, too. But It would leak somehow. Ted Cruz, we're coming for you! <laughs> <Jesus>. Well done. <laughs> it's crazy, because he's that guy, and he's also the guy from Wasp. Like, I, know, I don't know, it's, right? Wasp? No, it's that Christian man. Striper. Oh, I don't know what that yeah. is. It's an 80s hair metal band that Ted Cruz was obviously the lead singer oh, for. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this, this this makes me feel sad, Shelby. I feel I feel irked. And not the good kind of irked. You are welcome. The bad kind of irked. I don't know how to say you're welcome in German, but... Guten Tagen? Well, guten Tagen to you, then. All right. Well, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the... Hinterkaifeck. Hinterkaifeck uh, murders. Let us know on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. Have a great night. Bye.